Good morning, hi everybody. Welcome to the NFT morning. Today is Wednesday, October 18. We are live from NFT Factory, and I'm not alone. Actually, there are people around. And first, you know, we have two very special guests, and especially one that it's the first time he's coming at the NFT morning. I don't want to use superlative, but you know, come on, it's 9 a.m. We are allowed to. He's a kind of OG legend uh, in the space, one of the most creative. Okay, I, I know, I know it's hard to, say, you know, I know you don't like, you know, people to say that you are great, but you know, you are not doing bad thing in the space, I would say at least. <laughs> so this is Mr. Kevin Abosh. Yeah. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. It's a pleasure. And so we're not alone. You know, we're here, of course, live from the NFT factory uh, because we're going to have uh, the opening, uh, I think it's uh, it's tomorrow, right? Tomorrow evening. So Thursday, uh, 19th of October at uh, 6.30 p.m. Uh, for this new exhibition. And uh, so... You're not alone because this exhibition has been created by Eleonora Brizzi. Hey, Eleonora! Hi, bonjour! I'm not introducing Eleonora anymore. She's here every week. <laughs> so, uh, so you I know. think she has an apartment in Paris now, like uh, something... You live in Paris. She has now. a green. For, it's for very a green apartment. It's you know, it's <laughs> uh, well, everything is green. You know, you can see her around every morning at the NFT factory, basically. It was a month in green. <laughs> Do you go back in Italy sometimes? No, I'm going to New York oh, every month okay. after Paris. And so you can you can you recognize also this uh, yeah this sensual voice you know Benoit Couty. Oh. Hello. Hey Benoit, come on. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hello, good morning, everyone. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure to have you. And so, you know, yeah, there are so many topics I want to talk about. You know, there are, we have people around also, and you know, everybody, you know, uh, feel free to come and take the mic also and ask questions. Also, you know, people on stage, uh, people in the space, you know, you feel free to raise a hand, you know, if you have any question at any moment. But, you know, let's go, let's go right now. You know, what's go, you know let's start with hot news and maybe... Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Eleonora, maybe you can explain what's going to happen at NFT Factory tomorrow evening. NFT Factory has been hacked. Yeah. Wow. Yes, it is. It, yeah. it is a hack uh, by this uh, person, Kevin Abosh. I was hacked too. I'm, I'm going to tell you the story very soon. But like, as a curator, I have been hacked every single day because this artist presents me works that I always don't know if it's a real, like if he made the work or if something happened to some websites or some images, if there is a mistake, a glitch, an error, but it's all on purpose. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Everything that you're going to see at NFT Factory tomorrow and you think that there is a problem, something that doesn't work, that your perception might be wrong, it's actually on purpose uh, done by Kevin Abosh. Wow. So yeah. it's a secret. Wow. Benoit. Yeah, can I say something? Of yeah. course. I, I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm going to throw at you some compliments in the morning, you know, but... Uh, it's hard to not say compliments. I can, I can handle yeah. Um <laughs> So, you know, um, maybe one general observation is like we, we are basically everyone in the society we are sleepwalking, basically, right? And, you know, 
sometimes we need someone to provide the, the slap, the friendly slap that will wake you up. And I think you're doing this, you know? And this is, for me, the role of artists is to, you know, transmit something, you know, that, because uh, uh, as humans, we, we, we cannot change minds with words, you know? We, are, we have convictions, and no one can get us out of those convictions you know, with words. It's very hard. But with an image, you can change someone's mind, and this is what you're doing. And people who will see this show, they will have something in their mind, and maybe in two days, one, one week, two weeks, they will think about something that, we, that is new to them, right? And for me, this is what artists do, and this is what you're doing. So I, and I have to thank you for, for this. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, like the, it, I mean, what Kevin has been doing since forever with his artistic practice and also for this show is pretty fantastic. Uh, just to give you a context, so I think, so it's the first time that NFT Factory, after oh yes, a while... Yes. Maybe we can have a word about this, yes. Yeah, yeah uh, you're right, Eleonora. Um, uh, it was a decision that was made uh, with uh, uh, the, 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 the board, of, I would say, of the NFT Factory. After one year, uh, I was creating the shows internally and uh, we decided that it would be good after one year to open up and to kind of uh, invite uh, external curators you know to bring new blood to bring new ideas to bring uh, diversity in and, and we, we we started uh, with you so it uh, uh, and i'm very happy that you are the first uh, uh, curator you know as invited uh, and i'm happy to hand you the keys no, but I'm, I'm very happy to be here and you know that I'm very grateful. Um, I'm really, really grateful that I was invited to, you know, like start, like uh, be part of this new adventure of NFT Factory, which is a space that I know. I was here for the opening. I have been knowing it for the entire year. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so just to give it a con, so thank you, Benoit, for inviting me and to the team for, you know, for giving us uh, such a freedom of really like expressing and creating and do whatever we want in the limits of the possible, obviously. Uh, but so again, just to give you a context for those who didn't see NFT Factory, but I think that you all saw it. It's a very specific space. It is very green. That's why we have been joking about the green. Very green. It is very green, and it has this, uh, you know, like a uh, um, like purposely uh, confusing setup of like screens with cards and you know screens here and there it's like it's it's very you know like it's a, it's a very specific specific space so as a curator i wanted to start from the space from the actual physical space and understand what we could do here which wouldn't be you know just a display of some artworks on the wall and so I reached out to Kevin because I also thought that with a space like this, you know, there are probably only a few people who could know how to manage uh, in a very like creative and unique way. And then uh, just talking to Kevin about what we could do here, Kevin just mentioned in a call that we had that he was, uh, and then he will talk about it, like he was almost like about to launch, uh, is the mic on? Yeah, almost like about to launch um, a video game that he has been working on for years and the video game is about hacking. And that, that's when I said, okay, maybe, you know, we could like use the space in a very immersive and interactive way and we can present the video game. This is how it started. And then obviously Kevin is, you know, like, he's an artist and uh, his art is incredible. And so naturally and organically then we uh, shifted to present artworks. And that's when the, uh, the idea of like, hacking not only the space but like to present maybe like uh, hackers culture but also like the you know the main point is that kevin has been through his art throughout his entire career he has been 
hacking the viewers and society and uh, yeah and the participants he will like you know uh, letting us you know following us in our reactions to his artworks or like how we would move even physically in a space seeing his art etc and so it really made sense starting from uh, the idea of the video game uh, looking at the space and looking at this um, artist practice and talking to him and all the ideas that he had and like his you know, like hacking uh, the world through art during all these years to do something like this. But now I think that Kevin could talk about this. Okay, so just, you know, to give you uh, what I see so far, you know, because the setup is not totally done right now, but, you know, I can already, you know, what is interesting in, you have huge, you know, you feel like, you know, you have huge references to the hacking culture. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're in the space, I can see, you know, uh, on the on one hand, you know, of course, you know, on one hand, okay, you know, uh, maybe we should reintroduce a bit uh, who's Kevin Abosh, but you know, we see at the moment, you know, on one hand, a matrix style alphanumerical uh, letters, you know, going down, and so we recognize on one hand, you know, Kevin signature and this kind of messages like ping. You know, if you can read this, uh, then, you know, you have already been compromised. So, you know, it's kind of uh, messages, you know, where, where basically the, the feeling of being hacked, the fear of being hacked, and uh, all these, you know, these things, you know, did someone to control on my laptop? Did someone to control on my seed phrase? Did someone, you know, to what's going on on the Wi-Fi? At every step right now, we live in a world, and, you know, this is what Kevin also, we had a quick talk just before, you know, the show where, you know, basically we, we live in the world where hacking is everywhere, you know. Of course, you know, in the crypto world, we know that maybe better than everybody, but you know, even anyone in you know in the in the internet world can be hacked for anything. You know, you can be fished, of course. You know, it's starting with phishing, with website looking like you know you are feeling like you are buying something from uh, Louis Vuitton, and at the end of the day, you know, it's just a copy. Or uh, you know, it can be something you know that happened because. Of course, you know, you are connected to a Wi-Fi and this Wi-Fi has been compromised and so something happened. It can be at every level within your laptop, you're downloading a malware or spy or something and then sending you some, some pop-up or stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, and of course, in the crypto world, you know, you can just sign something via MetaMask and give everything, <laughs> everyone they want, basically. So. On one hand, you know, we are living in this hack world, and on the other hand, and this is what I like, you know, especially, you know, show me, for example, we can see these hackers, uh, magazine covers and uh, pages that you created, you know, there are big references to the momentum where the hacking culture uh, was created. So in the, I would say, early 80s or something like this, where all this, you know, we started to understand that small genius were hacking the FBI or the Pentagon or whatever, you know, and these people who became enemies but also genius and also you had the fear and also the, the love of these people in a way and you had these movies in the 80s like, you know, we talk about war game where a small hacker takes the control of uh, his, his feelings like he's playing a video game but he's just, you know, creating a war between uh, US, uh, yeah, Russia, whatever, and, uh, and the US uh, and and so, you know, you had all this, you know, kind of anticipation of what would be a world with computing. And in a way, this is where we're living now. I don't know if it's kind of the idea of this exhibition, Kevin. 
Yeah, I'm a child. Uh, I'm a child of of uh, of the computer age. Fifty uh, three years old, so uh, I think I was the first sort of cohort of uh, of, of children that had a, a personal computer um, in the in the in the house. Um, and uh, not 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 all my friends, but a number of us uh, got interested in uh, in uh, in coding. Um, but the, is, with respect to the the notion of hacker culture, uh, people were hacking in the 60s and 70s. But something really happened in the 80s when the computer became more ubiquitous. Like I said, it came into the into the home. Um, we had been already doing something called freaking at the time, spelled with a ph, which was essentially hacking telecommunications. We created little boxes. They were called blue boxes and red boxes. And they would generate tones. And you would use them to uh, to make free long-distance phone calls and uh, stuff like that. Uh, all seemed harmless enough. Um, and then uh, when the early uh, modems came in, uh, you know, you'd, you'd, all, you'd, you'd have a friend whose father worked at a big company. And the next thing you knew, you had a login for, uh, you know, a company that you really shouldn't be accessing, especially one that may have had government contracts. And, you know, security was still nascent at the time. And it was surprisingly easy to, uh, you didn't need a lot of skill, actually, to to breach uh, these these uh, corporate uh, 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 databases. Um, and not with malicious intent, just because, you know, children are into discovery and we're curious. Uh, and, uh, of course, in time, uh, especially if there was a financial component in the mix, you would, you would see uh, uh, certain players, actors, move into that realm. Um, and sometimes you would do so... You, you, we weren't even aware, uh, at, at, at least in the beginning, that the work, that what we were doing, the work, <laughs> but the, this playing, that, that it was potentially illegal. Um, and then, yeah, like you mentioned, war games. Uh, you know, the, the, the hacker became something of an anti-hero. Uh, and, and we talk in terms uh, in, in uh, computer security of black hat and gray hat and white hat. Black hat being those with, uh, you know, malicious intent. White hat being uh, security people to the rescue and all about uh, hacking for good. And then there's that gray area, which is, uh, well, it's a gray area. Um, I probably was in that gray area, um, and uh, and I kept up with uh, I kept up with uh, you know it, it, it's like an exercise. It's it's you're not, it, it, it's almost uh, it's almost uh, uh, having a craft without a particular goal. But you know there was a, you talk about the magazine, so I, I created some synthetic uh, photographs based on. Thanks, thanks. I mean, I wanted to... I wa there, were, there were publications that emerged in the early 80s. There was 2600, um, and, and I, I wanted to sort of leverage a little bit of that nostalgia, but more reimagine um, knowing what I know today and, and how hacker culture has uh, evolved, kind of do a loop back to, you know, circa 1981 to 1984 and reimagine uh, what some of these publications uh, might look like. And that's where we got a lot of our information. I know 2600 was published in New York, but already in the mid-80s it was being distributed in, small, in, in, in limited amounts at newsstands. In, uh, it was a really subversive uh, publication. Okay, mm. wow. And, and so, yeah, just to explain also, because, you know, I think it's really something, you know, when you go inside, because, you know, 
the concept of what's going on also right now and what's going to happen because it's going to happen the next two weeks basically at the NFT factory. So from tomorrow 16 to uh, tomorrow 19, sorry, to until what 20, 28, so 10 days at the NFT factory. Uh, on one hand, so yeah, it's clearly you know your creative mind, Kevin. Uh, you know, on the purpose of illustrating, you know, what is hacking in a way. Uh, I describe it with my world. So you have kind of exhibition and creation, and as you say, you know, this hacker magazine where you trained. So you know, it's always you know working with machine learning to create some covers of magazines that have a you know a style of the 80s. On the, but in the same way, you know, if you look into details, it's always you realize that it would be impossible to have these kind of things, and so you, you illustrate them, and so you create this new style of magazine. On the other hand, you know, we start to see illustration. Uh, behind me, you know, when you see the 12 sp uh, square screens of the NFT factory, this art of this uh, picture style. Uh, those are amazing. Those, yeah, are amazing. those are all synthetic photographs yes. that are, in the most part, sort of metaphorically related to hacker concepts. Like firewalking, trying to breach firewalls, like uh, bit flipping, other there are a number of a number of techniques used by hackers. So, yeah, those, those are amazing, and uh, visually they're amazing, and uh, this is exactly what I meant uh, earlier. You know, those are the images that trigger something, uh, and it shows. Also, maybe you can talk about that, but for me, it shows the intricacies of the systems where we live in, and uh, also maybe kind of uh, th th there's a. There's, there's maybe um, kind of a war there, you know, because there, there are there are damages in those systems, and corruptions, uh, yeah, corruptions, yeah. right, glitches, corruptions. So it's also maybe uh, because we talked about hacking being being victims of hacking, but you know, for me, you 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 can have a message to become hacker. You need to embrace your inner hacker, or learn something about hacker, or or or, or uh, uh, develop a hacker mindset to protect yourself from being hacked, as, as, as we were just discussing. Um, we're being hacked all the time. We're hacking ourselves. <laughs> we're, the, we're responsible for the, the largest part of us being hacked. I love that. And I think, you know, the concept of hacking, maybe we'll come back to that, because it's also kind of, you know, it started on one hand, you know, with the real hacking, and then it became kind of a, uh, yeah, a way of life. Hacktivism, you know, you know, hacking for the greater good, hack the world, hack your mind, uh, hack your heart. Uh, yeah. So it started basically by, you know, really like pirating in a way to something, you know, no, actually it's in current world, you know, life hacking and the gross hacking and whatever hacking. So it's just the concept of, you know, use some, you know, do something new, or I don't know how to describe that, but basically. Uh, just uh, you know, use something that was not supposed to be used this way. Basically, is it, it like uh, is exactly. it something like this? Yeah, using unconventional means uh, to uh, to achieve uh, sometimes surprising or otherwise unexpected results, uh, manipulating systems in ways that they were not sort of uh, imagined uh, to be used uh, by the creators. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, you uh, know, uh, I try uh, sometimes uh, to translate it to French, and yes. it's hard to find the word, actually, you know. But, but maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Kevin, you can uh, give us some words about the, the title, the cryptic title, uh, 1337, what, it, what does it mean, and uh, what is the connection with uh, the hacking? Uh, right, 1337, if you look at it and squint your eyes and invert a couple uh, characters, it's, it spells leet, L-E-E-T. 
and uh, which stands for elite. And back in the day, and today, and in gaming culture, it's all the, it's funny because these things were part of the subculture, but now they're ubiquitous. They're sort of everywhere. But so yeah, to elite to be an elite uh, hacker was uh, you know is a status that was um, you know because it was granted to you by the community. Um, and, uh, and, and and so you have this thing called elite speak, where you basically uh, write in uh, characters and numbers and that that at first glance might not be clear. It's no. a way for me, elite is a way to avoid uh, surveillance also. It's a way to uh, say things that are forbidden and uh, that will not be picked up by the bots. Uh, yeah, right. It's like Cockney, <laughs> in, in, in the way they speak in uh, you know parts of London, to so that the police didn't know what they were talking about. Exactly. I suppose, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I actually never really thought about it, but uh, uh. yeah. For instance, like in China, when they have uh, certain days of uh, censorship on certain words, uh, they use they will use like a character that uses a different tone, and they're changing them week to and week, even changing, yeah. And so, like you know, yeah, it's it's a way to go. Like through censorship. I just wanted to say one thing about hacking because I see in a more, you know, like in a broader way when I was talking to Kevin, I was like, what about Bible? What about, I don't know, like a church and the Pope? Isn't that a, the biggest hack? I mean, have, like, are, have we been hacking since forever? Are we hacking each other since forever? Because, uh, you know, that, I mean, this infinite uh, topic, but, you know, I that's see. Too no, much no, yeah, yeah, no, I think it's, it's really a, a big topic. Just, Okay, we've been talking about it, and we will come back, especially I would like to talk about the game. But before that, mm -hmm. you know, it's the first time we have you, Kevin, at the NFT morning. And, okay, I, I, we made some nice compliments at the beginning, but just maybe <laughs> some people don't know who is Kevin Abosh. Uh, maybe Eleonora. <laughs> I know it's a really hard question. Could you summarize who? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't summarize who Kevin is. So, um... Uh, Kevin is a, let's start to say that he's a real artist, uh, which for me is very, you know, is very significant to say. Um, in the past... Do you I come across fake artists sometimes? Uh, yeah, but I can't say that, because, uh, you know, everyone <laughs> is an artist, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, he's a real artist is in his core, uh, meaning that... Um, I think that is an artist in life, you know. Kevin is almost always performing. <laughs> he's a performer, like a, his life, it seems like it's, it's art because it's a constant performance. Um, you know, even like uh, working with him, again, like uh, the way that he's performing with me as well as a curator, like I've been hacked with all this, you know, like works that he sends me and the way that he sees that I react, uh, even if I am in the project, I'm still like, oh, I didn't understand this. But besides that, um, I had the pleasure to work with him in the past, for instance, for projects like the Rizzoli book. So, uh, but you know, he's the one who I wanted to interview, and then he said that he's a, you know, he wants to do like a, the interview in a written form, and so he's not gonna do it in a like a, on a, a video call with me. But then we have a call and we talk about the space for like an hour and a half, and that he's gonna answer his, uh, you know, answers. Like he, uh, he writes his answers, but still, like he talks, he discusses. It's because I don't like being paraphrased or misquoted. 
That's why. Especially talking about, back in the day, talking about blockchain things, it would just, you just invert two words and it completely changes the, the meaning. That is true. But also, Kevin, so... He was uh, not trusting you. <laughs> 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 he was not trusting me. He's like, I'm going to write my answers. But, you know, we had a huge, like, a big uh, discussion about the space. Uh, you studied as a photographer. Am I correct? No. You see? You should summarize. But I just want to say something about the blockchain. Let's which do a is written interview. It's going to be better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just just write, them, write the questions out. I'll shoot them over you to see? you. No, I just want to say something about the blockchain. Uh, Kevin is one of the few artists in the space as we know it today who has knowledge and he does a use of the blockchain that actually uses the potential of this technology. He uses it to, uh, you know, on, like at its uh, core and values, he uses it to um, sometimes make, uh, you know, like a fun of us uh, in a very ironic way or in more serious ways or like in a, you know, to show like the power of, um, yeah, decentralization, distribution, but also like how, you know, like you can, you can turn things around with it. So uh, I would say that is one of the few who uses uh, the blockchain as a medium. He has been doing this since the beginning. And then, of course, he also is in the world of NFTs, but there is so much more uh, that you can uh, also learn about uh, this technology through art. If, if you want to do that, one of the really few artists that you can look at is Kevin. And for me, it's very important. Yeah, Benoit, please. Also, I think, Kevin, you are one of the first artists to really address this symbolic aspect of blockchain yeah. uh, and how it interacts with the, us as society and uh, our, our, our culture and our our behavior in the digital world and with, uh, you know, with Ion Coin and with Yellow Mango, you, you, you really um, uh, initiated these questions, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. So you initiated those questions. And, um, and also, one experience I had with you, you remember, with, uh, in 2021, in December? What happened? Uh, what happened? You know what happened. Uh, you know, uh, just, just to describe... How does everybody yes, remember and I don't? You hacked my show. Oh, uh, right, right, Yes, right. you hacked my show, Kevin. Uh, so I, uh, we had a show in, uh, in, a, in a very nice place or near, near, nearby here. Uh, and uh, you wanted to do something, but you didn't want to tell me what you were going to do. And you just said, Benoit, I need a carpet, right? Give me a carpet. And that was it. And then something happened. No, grass, fake grass. Yes, fake grass. And something happened, and you know, everyone is talking about this. It happened two years ago, and everyone talking about this, what, you, what you've done. Maybe you can say a few words about that. Yeah, I don't know if I, I know. I know what you're talking about, and I don't know if you know why I did it, though. <laughs> well, I let okay. you. So, I, so in the middle of your very fancy vernissage, uh, I was. No, it was. It was very fancy, actually. Um, I was. Uh, well, I, I was there uh, in my. Uh, this, I actually bought a coat for that occasion. I bought this fancy because uh, I didn't want to disrespect your fancy show. So I, I wore this like. Uh, fancy Isabel Marron uh, coat that I never wore again. Um, and I, I, I laid out on a, uh, on a, on a big plot of uh, a fake grass that I bought at uh, BHV. And I had a sign that said for sale. Yes. Um, 
it's a recurring theme in my work that I feel commodified and uh, you know feel like pieces of myself. It wouldn't be the first time I've sold pieces of myself in in a legal manner. And um, the and and yeah. Uh, and uh, but I don't know if you know why I actually decided to do this work. Uh, it was uh, sure it was a comment on the commodification of the artist. But I was I was ill. I was sick. Oh. And I couldn't. I I would have dropped. Um, I mean, I was really ill. And so, if you remember, I don't remember. I think I, I think I was asleep for about two hours. Yes, at least two hours. Yes. I mean, I looked dead. That was the yeah. the idea was. I was yes. well. I looked dead. The idea was that I was de dead. But and people were wondering if you if it was actually a human being. I was or just, I, just I was a asleep. I was like I was like, uh, no, like people, dying. People I, was, were, I was dying. People uh, were wondering if it was a real human uh, laying here or oh, if yeah, it was yeah, like that, a puppet. Yeah, or there were, yeah, a couple of people poked at it and like. Yeah, they were touching your face like yeah, it's yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time, every now and then, I'd kind of just like open my eyes a little bit, and I would I would see the feet of people walking by. Nice shoes at your fancy event. <laughs> uh, I was surprised actually how, how nice the shoes were. Um, and then at some point, I realized actually at some point it became uncomfortable <laughs> and not moving for two hours. So I got up, and then to my surprise, yeah. everybody started applauding. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh no! So this is what happens when you walk yeah. with Kevin. This is what happens. This is what this is what Kevin does, it creates things that, that, that strike people's mind, basically. Yeah, it's a constant, it's a constant performance. That's, that's what but frequently, uh, and I, I'm proud of this or not proud of it, but it's like I think that the genesis of the work uh, has a surprising uh, uh, well. background. It's usually because I'm sick or I'm lazy or I'm... Uh, or Are you I'm happy with the outcome of yeah, your sickness? In that sense, I am, I am. <laughs> I'm not... You know, yeah, a lot of, I, I get accused frequently, oh, you must be a perfectionist. Not at all, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> you also did provide wine, which I thank you for. Oh, yeah, the yeah I should have brought, we some, had very good brought wine. some up for here, my crypto wine yes, from crypto uh, wine. down in the south. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I should have brought the cool. crypto so wine. No, but we can see that all of you as, I would say, uh, experiences and strong experiences by working with Kevin. Just, you know, to give, okay, I just give also for people, uh, you know, just to recommend you if you really have no idea, but... Who's giving about there are some, you know, collections. Yeah. <laughs> you know, enough about me. What do you think about me? <laughs> no, you know, I think, you know, it's really hard to, you know, for me, you know, uh, I never work with you and I, uh, I'm just, you know, seeing, especially via, via social media and internet, everything you're creating. And yeah, first, you know, as Eleonora described, I think this is, you are the kind of people that inspire a lot of artists and collectors in the space because you know, where we, when we are in the space and when we are in, I don't know how to call that, crypto art, uh, NFT art, or whatever on-chain stuff. When you are into that, you know, you're here to, because you see a potential, you know, with questions, you know, the question of what is value, the question of the link between the digital and the material, between the line of code, what does it, what is an algorithm? Can an, an algorithm live by himself or not? Or, you know, and... You know, it's a lot of questions, and these are not only art questions, you know, it's always society's question. It's always about, you know, what does, at the end of the day, you know, for me, it's kind of a question for the 21st century, what does it mean to be a human at the, in the 21st century at the digital age? And, you know, the, the artists who are questioning, because this is, for me, what you're doing, you know, with all your series, your collection, you know, you're playing, you know, on one hand, you play a lot with uh, machine learning, uh, and, uh, you know, you are doing things where we don't know sometimes, is it a photography, is it machine learning, is it real? And then, you know, you play with some physical pieces also on some digital pieces, and then you're coming back to the digital. And it's also always, always kind of a back and forth, you know, between uh, real life uh, or 
what is real life? And that's also another <laughs> question. And, uh, and digital life. And, you know, asking questions about value, of course, I think it's part of, uh, maybe, you know, yeah, uh, I don't know all the artworks we'll be doing, but, you know, some of them, you know, are really famous. And, uh, and you really started also with this, you know, creating tokens, creating value. Uh, and then adding also more stuff into that. All the questions we are asking, you know, is basically, Community, what does it mean also? And you know, all your questions, all your, la your, your, I would say, especially the last three years or two years, you know, where you really became really active, I would say, uh, in the NFT world with the 1111 collection. And then, uh, yeah, you have kind of different series and Sentinel and other ones. They are not only collection, you know, they are the beginning of something. Uh, where you create kind of, you're trying, and it's also kind of a play, you know, to create ecosystems. And uh, ecosystems of collectors, people interacting, uh, things happening, and you don't know exactly what it is. Uh, and and I'm pretty sure even you, you don't know exactly what you're doing sometimes. And this is part of the game, you know, because, you know, uh, the, 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 well, yeah, what happened the last three years, we learned so much, we, everything's changed so much. And so, yeah, this is what is in, what is interesting, you know, it's sometimes it's hard for me to follow because, you know, you're such a creative mind, and I think you know we can see that, you know, you you always come with new concept to make things new. But yeah, this is exactly I think why we are in the space and why why you are you are one of the most appreciated artists by at least you know people who really care about uh, you know about art. When she said real artist, I understand that you know it means really, you know, playing with the code. I don't know, but it's just my, my vision of that. I appreciate all these compliments, but I, I feel like I'm about to die or something. Like, uh, I, I, I'm just no, getting no, no. It's the beginning, beginning of my career. It's just no. the beginning. I feel like it's like, you know, <laughs> I'm getting no, a lifetime not, achievement award or something. I'm just getting going. No, 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 just the beginning. And also, you know, and that's, then there are some partner, patterns, I would say, you know, because the thing is always the, the style also. And I think, you know, um, it's hard to, you know, as you are playing with different things and Medium, yeah. different mediums, it's hard, but there are some patterns that we find, you know, you have this, yeah, alphanumerical, uh, you know, illustrating uh, seed phrases, illustrating algorithm or illustrate, you know, every time, you know, it was the question, you know, when you launched, for example, 1111, it was what it is, you know, and yeah, it's something, uh, yeah, it's, you know, you've been illustrating uh, alphanumerical, uh, different ways. It looks like a generative art project uh, with different colors, different style, and everyone is unique. And everyone represents something. What is a secret code? What does it mean? And you you played a lot with that also, and we can see it also. And yeah, you know, it's for me. It's kind of showing how, how beautiful is computing science in a way, also. But you know, but so the, yeah, the, so but it's hard it's hard to describe and i think yeah it, it is very hard i think when i say real artist uh, there are a few points about it it's like someone using everything coming to his mind or everything possible any kind of medium anything that he wants to use because he also like shot so many uh people's portraits that's that's part of his art or like photography or um but and when you say like he has a certain style yes you can recognize but really like the way that i recognize his art is that I can't sometimes, but then when he comes yeah, out with it, a project, like, oh, that's yeah. Kevin again. It's in the concept. 
It's in the way he does it. It's it's even not in the sense like okay, okay, that's another okay. It's you know, it's Kevin again. That's that. And also, it's very interesting because uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not there. He's not gonna die. Which is no, you're not gonna die. Uh, you put eventually. Your, no, I mean yeah, one day he's putting himself in the thing. It's very rare. Although it's like I think this. I'm gonna tell you now. I think although like he's you know always playing with us like provoking uh, creating uh, you know uh, looking for reactions but um, this artist is in first line in the project in the work every time but not only because of your blood it's because you are in the work in the sense that the way that the work will develop it's not that it's going to be a surprise for you, but you're a part of it. And I think that it's very rare because one thing is to be like a passive. You know, you create something, you put it there, and then you observe how other people are going to react. And another thing is to you create something, you are part of it, and you react together with the people. So more than asking about, uh, you know, like algorithms, I think that you're asking more about it's, it's about humanity in his entire like value. It's all part of, it's really like hacking humanity. That's uh, I yeah, I, I, I love this, and you know we'll come back also to this exhibition. But I have also a question for you, Kevin. Pretty, uh, uh, you know, you've been launching a lot. You are very active, and so you have a big community. I've been doing also a lot of uh, open editions and new, uh, you know, because yeah, you're an, as as we say, you're a real artist. So you come with new concept and you just drop them. Uh, but you know, you you you've been playing with value, and so you have a community and. Do you feel like also you have a, you, you, the, the, the mix of a community who are uh, maybe targeting you sometime because the value of the asset are decreasing? Or you, did you, wh what do you think about this? So the community is not something that I believe I've sort of... I, I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for it in the sense that I created work around which uh, a community maybe has developed. And perhaps my... my uh, uh, the, I do interact uh, publicly with people in various ways, but um, you know, I don't do Discord. I don't. I don't. I don't profess to have a community. I don't talk about. I don't actively try to nurture a community. Um, and but yeah, sure. Like like any artist in the uh, in the uh, space, uh, there are those that reach out and 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 harass you to pump their bags and you know so they can flip and and I think you've seen how I deal with that. I I, I mean I either ignore it. Or I say, you know, uh, I'm doing, I don't want to swear, but I, I say, like, what did you you steal $50 from your mother's cookie jar and now you've got to go back and replace it? Like, come on, like, you bought a couple JPEGs and now you're, like, uh, trying to, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 I mean, I, mean, I don't have, uh, I don't feel an ethical obligation to protect a financial investment. I'm not creating financial instruments. My intention is not to create financial instruments. My, creation, my, my intention is to create something of a cultural value you um, and uh, if there's a market that builds up around it well so be it now I feel fortunate enough that um, w when I look at the entire sort of body of my work I would say uh, 80 to 90 percent of it is in the hands of people who collect for the work now now I, that may be after years the, the flippers have fallen by the wayside now when you talk about the recent open editions I was opening the floodgates to hell because uh, the work was, uh, you know, relatively uh, inexpensive uh, at, at scale, ten thousand, you know, uh, eight or ten thousand uh, 
things, uh, uh, artworks. Um, and then I did one called Food for DGENs because I was getting so much grief from the DGENs that uh, I said, yeah, let me, the, I'll feed them. <laughs> yeah, but this is maybe the moment. Where and and, and, and to much to my surprise, that thing sold 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, yeah, but you know, some artists feel bad sometimes because they have the feeling of becoming a financial product. Can we have a serious pro uh, conversation here for a second? Like, uh, not that we're not, but uh, I just want to say for a second. No, because you, you, that just reminded me. Uh, maybe because of my position in the space, I get weekly uh, two, three, four. It depends on the week. Artists, names that we know, reaching out to me. Um, in, I mean, I, 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 this is dark, but like some are full blown suicidal. Some are deeply depressed. Many of the names that we know, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, some, uh, few, you know, had tremendous success and financial success over the last few years, but then they, they spend it all, and now in the bear market, they've got nothing, and they, they can't pay their, their rent. Others didn't and want to you know, be successful and make money, and they feel the window is gone. They or miss the opportunity. Yeah, right. And, and either way, the bottom line, and then you add in the stressors of, of life and COVID and what's happening in the world politically, and uh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of inbound from people I know as acquaintances and some friends that are seriously depressed. Um, and and one of the things that I've always refused, and, and, I, and I spend a lot of time, I always have time, well, I can't talk to everybody, but I mean, I, I've, I do have time for young artists. Uh, one of the, 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 the sickest things that's happened in this space is this idea of best practice that evolved. You know, it's best practice. First thing, if you're an artist and you want to succeed, you have an obligation to set up a Discord so that you can have this constant 24-7 communication with people in every time zone who only have one interest, uh, and that is uh, what you're doing to pump their bags. And then the other thing is, I don't know if you guys remember, but so Sun Signals you re referenced. Sun Signals was a gift that I gave to, I don't know why I did it, but I just I did it. I gave it to the collectors of 11.11. Soon after that, it became best practice to reward your collectors with additional artwork. When, like, like, and, and now, I, I, like I, a, a girl the other day who, who, who did a drop, she sold uh, 50 or 100 uh, works. One week later, she goes, so uh, when should I send them something else? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, I, I'm going to, you know, I need to give them something else to keep them engaged. And, and so suddenly, it's best practice that the poor artist now has to work. The, the artist, according to the best practice that has emerged as a function of what commercial PFP projects have done, right? Um, they, they think that they have to act like, like startups and, and, have see, and, and have marketing campaigns and, 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 and they, there's one thing about look, looking at yourself as an artist as a brand, but there's another one where you get into this really dark, perverse, uh, 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 endless cycle of, of promotion and fear and, and, uh, uh, and, and, and I don't think, I don't know what happened to just be an artist and make art. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but I think, you know, yeah, that's really, that's really interesting, you know, and I think it's really strong and, uh, yeah, appreciable, you know, to say that also for artists who are listening because I think it's interesting to talk about this back plastic. Even if I feel like, you know, since the beer market, you know, now there is a shift uh, where, you know, for example, the word utility, uh, people understand that, you know, art and utility, uh, okay, maybe on some concept, but most of the time, you know, it's not related. Or, you know, the idea of, yeah, uh, opening a Discord, you know. No, I feel like, you know, there is a kind of 
Uh, They're getting death threats. I get yeah. I get death threats. I've been getting death threats for years. It's whatever. But like, I'm surprised that artists that are not particularly prolific and new to the scene, even you know, they put out, anybody who puts out a drop is getting death threats at some point. You know, uh, and it, and it comes down to people who are f- frightened because they're looking at this like a, a, a financial investment, and they want to. Uh, they, they they're scared too, and the only way they, that manifests is anger, and uh, and the only way they can feel that they could possibly control the situation is to make a threat to the artist. It's also people who started with that that intention, though. There are artists who literally started with the intention of playing this game. Let's not defend the entire world. There, I hear what you're there saying. There are very yeah. few artists who do it for the art. Not very few. There are. Are, the, are those the fake? Are those the fake artists you were talking about? Uh, there, yeah, what, we want there some are names. Whatever, but there no, 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 no. But there are artists who started the entire game in this way, and now they are playing a very. You know, they're playing that game, so it's not always that they're victims. Not only the artists, uh, the influencers, the whole ecosystem is yeah, built yeah, around we, uh, that. We, we were right? talking about the yeah. artists here. Yeah, like, and, to be and for me, this yes, is this is why we, we we need to to differentiate. You know. Art projects and utility projects, yeah. as you say, John, it's completely different. Uh, you cannot be an artist and 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 go into this business of yeah. providing utility. It's uh, you stop being an artist if you if you think of providing utility I, I to people. I think it's a big topic. You know, I, I w- I'm not so radical in my way because I think you know everyone finds his own way, and you know there are some one you know it can make sense in a way that I, you know if it's related to. Oh, you become a service zero. provider. You know, uh, if you're a service provider. Yeah. You want to do the best service, the, the service that people like. I'm not sure this is what what is art yeah, for me, but no. you know. But they no. tell you if you don't have a roadmap and you don't pump the bags and you don't have utility and you don't amplify value by giving me more free stuff, it's a scam. It's a rug pull. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. That's I know. the logic we're dealing with. Do, are you part of this game? Am I? <laughs> are you? Am I? No. Oh, no. Okay. So, it's a decision. <laughs> So what you're saying, uh, Kevin, is art is uh, art is uh, is uh, is a scam basically because nothing nothing comes after the well, art. I did that. I did a painting last year at Basel. Crypto is a scam. And what was great about that is that everybody liked it. The people who thought crypto was a scam, they liked it, and the people who thought it was ironic, they liked it. I couldn't yeah, go wrong with that one. I, I love this kind of sentence. So just, just okay. No, no, I think it's a big topic, and thank you for for sharing. Uh, you know your thoughts with us about it. But okay, let's come back about this exhibition uh, tomorrow. You know, we'll have a game. So, can we know a bit more about what's going to happen? Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's no secret that for a few years I've been uh, uh, working as a creative director with Animoca. Uh, my friend Yatsu, uh, the founder of Animoca Brands, uh, the parent company to Sandbox. Uh, I've been, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not a nine-to-five job, but I, I advise from time to time and, and, and meet with, uh, they, they have acquired a lot of companies. I don't even know, a couple hundred companies in the, in the metaverse uh, kind of space and blockchain this and blockchain that. And so, frequently I'll meet with them and, and discuss synergies between uh, companies. Um, it's a different hat I put on. It's, it's not really... Well, it, it, it is my art hat. I remember meeting Sebastian, um, you know, the, the founder of, uh, of, uh, of Sandbox, when there was just a 2D game that was acquired and there was this vision for blockchain, you know, 3D metaversal uh, product. And, uh, and it's so wonderful to see today, you know, how much they've built. Um, and w- one of the earliest conversations we had uh, with Sebastian, I remember we went to uh, La Durée and we had a very uh, civilized uh, 
probably at a macaron. I it was fancy. <laughs> this is why you, you like Paris. You I know. like that. <laughs> you know, at the end, I was saying, I was saying this somewhat earlier. Like at the end of the day, I'm just a flaneur. All this art stuff and crypto and all that. All I want to do is walk around and have fancy and go have macaron. La, go to la durée. Yeah. <laughs> Buy coats I wear once. And uh, yeah. um, and so and so he, one of the questions he was like, you know, so Kevin, like, how can we integrate art? Into it was really it was a conversation like is there a way we can integrate art into uh, into this metaversal thing? I'm like well yeah you could you know have some virtual walls and put up some virtual art you know but we discussed you know what the future of that might look like. This is 2018 or 19 I think um, and um, and so anyway so I'm, I've been surrounded by ga I am not a gamer like I don't identify as a gamer uh, I spent very little time playing games um, and but I have two children who play games uh, they're 14 and 10 now and I've been watching them play games for years uh, they're sort of my focus group when I want to test something um, and uh, you know yeah like most parents I they, they spend a bit too much time uh, playing, uh, and I'm worried about the uh, psychological sort of levers at play that keep them engaged and and uh, and addicted. Um, and, and and I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by how you can manipulate, as you know, through my work. I'm I'm interested in how you can uh, employ game theory and uh, and and create products that are strangely sticky, as we say, um, uh, and you and 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 engage and and get that sort of retention that you know, creates billion dollar companies. Um, and on, so I, I, I got into this idea about healthy gaming. Um, you know, you know that game Wordle that every morning you, you this thing called Wordle? Play Does everybody know Wordle? I don't even know how to describe Wordle. You have one opportunity uh, at playing every day. Yeah, every, one. Yeah, so, yeah, right. So every, every day, every day, um, you, you, you What's have What's the name a, of this game? Wordle. Wordle. Yes. Wordle. What, what is it? It's, it's, it's you have to figure out some missing letters and create a word. You, anyway, you, you play. It's very popular all over the world, and and it, you can play it once a day. Like everybody has the same word, and uh, or the, the the answer is the same for everybody. And um, it takes about fifteen minutes maybe to play, and then you're done. If you want to play more, sorry, you got to wait till tomorrow. Um, and I started thinking, like, wow. I mean, I wonder if I if I start if I if I wanted to create a healthy game. Uh, so I don't want people. Everybody, game companies are always like, how can we get people to spend you know nine hours a day and buy in-game assets all day long, and you know so they can't even pay the rent. Uh, you know, and and that's how they work. I'm like, well, come on, like let's let's not ruin people's lives over this. Let's try to create something where you could spend an hour and then they're kind of done, and and let's not just keep trying to sell them stuff. Um, and what would that look like? And so I started thinking about role-playing games. In fact, I started thinking about the type of role-playing, text-based role-playing games that existed back in the dawn of computing and how fun they were. Uh, I don't want to sound like some old man, like, well, back in our day, we, we didn't even have pictures. We just had, like, text you would read and you imagined it. It was all in your brain and there's nothing better than, you know, your, your imagination. Imagination, yeah. yeah. But, and, but there, is some, there is some truth to that, right? So I thought, and, and I thought, I'm also not going to spend three years developing a game uh, as some of these games take. So I want to do a lo-fi, highly entertaining thing around hacking. I also, one of the things that I, I don't like is that my 10-year-old especially, he plays Roblox, and every day it's like, oh, Papa, can I have another 5,000 Robux, the, the in-game currency? And then if you look, it's like, that's like $49. What the hell do you want? He's like, what are these wings? These like, these, like gre green wings. I'm like, but you just got like star-spangled red, white, and blue wings last week. Why do, you, <laughs> why do you need these wings? He's like, oh, no, 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 but these are like rare wings. And like, you know, and, 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 and this is really important, meaningful to him. Um, and, and, and it, but it's all about identity. Now, we, we experience this in 
in COVID. And I think one of the main reasons we had this proliferation of PFPs is people were quarantined. People wanted to belong to a tribe. They wanted to identify with something. So some identified with punks, some identified with, you know, as you know, owls and penguins and, and monkeys, and but this was really meaningful, and people wanted to belong to a tribe. But also, the avatar, the PFP, became sort of a proxy uh, identity. Um, and, and there's this, I think taken to the nth degree, you can get obsessive about that too, and I think that's unhealthy. And a lot of in-game assets are, 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 uh, that cost money, real world money, um, are connected to uh, embellishing your identity, right? Um, so I thought, well, the hacker, back in the day, when we'd be on these bulletin boards communicating with each other, all you had was a handle. You had your name, and that's it. You don't want to be seen, I don't want you to know my real name, I don't want you to know that I like green wings, I don't want you to have, I want you to have as little data about me as possible. So I thought, I'm going to make a game where you are this cool anonymous hacker in some hacker den, dystopian play, uh, hacker den, potentially in a quasi-post-apocalyptic uh, scenario, and you could be in Mumbai, or you could be in Detroit, or you could be in Paris, you could be in a, in a teenager's bedroom in the Midwest, wherever you are, and you, c you get missions, right? Every day, just like the Wordle, where you have to solve a word in, in this game called Seven Said, I'm not going to explain what the... Seven said? It's called Seven said. S-E-V-E-N and then S-E-D. One day I might explain what that's about, <laughs> but not, not for now. Um, and uh, you get a mission every morning or whatever time of day you decide to go on, with a very simple, novel user interface, you will get a mission. And that could be taking out a nuclear reactor in some part of the world. That could be... Uh, uh, so, but it's going to happen all along the 10 days? Oh, no, not here. No, no, no. This is in January. Ah, is the first? It's a vision. No, no, this is all. No, well, I, I've already started uh, onboarding people into crews. Okay. So they've been. Uh, they've been. I, I think there are seven. Uh, seven. Seven. Uh, uh, what we call Genesis crews. Okay. Uh, Detroit and Taipei and a couple of other places. We're going to do an NFT factory uh, special edition uh, crew. Uh, there are 25 spots. So you can play this game as an individual. So you get these hacking missions, right? You don't have to have any particular hacking knowledge, but having a hacker mindset might actually help you in this game. And you, uh, you could, uh, a diplomat might be coming out of the Georges Sank and you need to like, uh, you know, hack his messages from his, from his phone. Um, and again, no special uh, uh, abilities. It's, it's more just, you know, uh, to, to, to represent myself. Yes. Kind of Enigma game, so you need to find. There is one solution of uh, to find. You, it's, like it'll be time sensitive. So while there might be a few paths to uh, complete the uh, mission, it's time sensitive, and it's very it's binary. You either do it or you don't. And so you have status, and uh, of course you can have lead status, um, and you work as an individual, but within the context of the crew you belong to, you'll also have a crew score. So there is this sort of a sense of community. And in time, uh, I, probably another year later, I would imagine we'll have crews versus crews. And um, the other thing that, I, I, that I've always uh, uh, thought is interesting is this idea that when the military, uh, is, uh, when they're looking for people to do their nasty drone flying and targeted assassinations and this and that, you know frequently they turn to teenagers who have the fastest reaction times. And they start recruiting 17-year-olds who are good at Call of Duty and this and that. And they end up they're like, come with us because we've got a job for you. And, and, and this, is a, this is a fact. I thought like, wow. And I always wondered, like, maybe they're in the background watching. And then one day you get a knock at the door and they're like, we've been watching you and damn, you've got good aim and your reaction time is amazing. And so I like the idea that you could be playing a game like this, hacking, 
through a novel, cute little user interface, nostalgic user interface, and you're taking out a you know power plant. You with a group of people are taking out a power plant in a in a in a nation that's been doing some nasty nasty stuff, and uh, you think you're playing a game. But maybe, maybe reality. Maybe it's maybe. maybe. So for for the show, as you said, you created uh, the NFT factory. I code. created. Which, so if you look at if you you can go, I think you go on OpenSea and you can look at Seven Set and or the Seven Set dot com website and you can see uh, what the game is about. But we've created these uh, uh, crew tokens that are uh, emblematic of where the location is and they all have their distinct look uh, and then for NFT factory it was easy green and black baby green and black it's like it, it, and I, I it's uh, it's what it's actually one of my favorite ones and can you also mm. say what people can collect here for the game yeah so so up until now I'm keeping it in extremely limited beta when I say limited I mean there are like there are 77 tokens and I don't I'm not going to do more I had a, a I actually had a talk with uh, Yat from Animoca and we and and he, he's been giving me some advice on this and I could have sold 10,000 memberships and he said don't do it and I'm like well why not <laughs> you know and he said no you do not want to have flippers and speculators in the mix when you're trying to do a beta test of a game um, he even like he suggested that I would Put, run people through a battery of like obstacles to prove that they are serious gamers and want to play. Um, I mean, there are things more important than making money. Like you don't want to have your, uh, you know, your serious gamer ecosystem uh, uh, polluted by a bunch of flippers. So I kept it really low. I, I only need it as a proof of concept. It's it's an experiment. For at the end of the day, it's an experiment. I'm not trying to build the next, you know, like Clash of Clans or something. But uh, and so so. But for the NFT factory, we'll have 25 more. Um, uh, tokens. The crew can only have 25 uh, uh, members at the moment. And uh, so in, we, we had an onboarding token, and then people could burn those to get their choice. You want Taipei, you want Detroit, you want Hong Kong. And now that period is finished. But, and for you, you'll just be able to get it straight away NFT Factory. Okay. You get the token, you'll get the access. You don't have to go through burning and, so and where, where, when? Give me location. Here. 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 Well you'll be you'll be able to <laughs> we'll figure out you. from tomorrow evening it's gonna be available. That's true. We'll put up the mint page for it, and then they can just uh, mint it. Yeah. From tomorrow evening, it's going to be available. Yes, no, it's tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. So, so you mean you, uh, uh, anyone can claim those tokens? Yeah, it'll they, just be a, it'll be a ma it'll be a manifold contract. There's 25 available, and they can. Uh -huh. I mean, it depends on how you want to do it. If you want to curate it and make sure that it's only like uh, yeah, your buddies how, or something like. How, how can you make sure that I I cannot I I, I personally don't take the 25. How do you make sure of that? Because uh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. We. Do you need a job? <laughs> That's a good idea. Yes, no, you're right. Is is that, that, is that no, you know what? We. Also. I think we need to do it through the NFT factory. Uh, keep a list. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do figure, it manually. We'll, we'll figure it out. Oh yeah, manually. Manually. We'll, we'll do it manually. Like, yeah. Manually. And 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 uh, are there some uh, new artworks there that 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 are were minted or are going to be minted? And Here? Yes. It's all new. What do you mean? The whole everything's new. Oh, is this where I'm supposed to all shill the my own work? Artworks no, no. Are new. Everything is new. Not everything's for sale, but half of the stuff is for sale. All of those are. For, yeah, but everything is no, new. No, I'm I'm eyeing at the twelve squares. Those are all. For, those are all. For, those are all going to be additions, additioned works, and and uh, and where do we find? them <laughs> Man, so many questions um, you know you know it, it'll be all it'll be all posted you're doing, on you're doing my job <laughs> on OpenSea I guess I'm, I mean yeah it'll yeah, be available on OpenSea yeah. all right yeah. yeah good so yeah. so yeah I think you know it's going to be revealed of course on the NFT factory website uh, exactly. tomorrow and of course uh, somewhere 
can I only add about programming because we of course we of course, organize of course. this uh, I really cared about organizing programming because uh, I mean the show is a Kevin's show is a sensation and also it's happening during uh, Paris Plus Par Basel, uh, which is also very important because everyone is in town uh, and um, so we're going to have tomorrow we're going to have the vernissage 6.30pm and myself, Kevin and Benoit we're going to talk about the show and introduce the show and talk about um, the works and then on Friday we are going to have a guided tour with me and Kevin so come everything is online links to sign up uh, Eventbrite it's free you just have I mean, even if you don't sign up and you show up it's fine but sign up um, we share the link but we can find them from uh, your Twitter profile or Kevin's profile basically yes and NFT Factory as well profile yeah uh, so we have all the Eventbrite and on Saturday we have uh, another event that I really care about which is the artist talk so we're going to talk uh, it, it will be Kevin uh, in conversation with me also here at NFT Factory we'll talk about you know, pretty much how we did today, but uh, like having a discussion, and then on the twenty eighth, we will have a finissage also here. Finissage. Oh yeah! Wow. So, uh, so four big milestones tomorrow opening. Then, uh, if I remember well, Friday private visits. We guided need to book tour? guided tour, so you need to to book your mm -hmm. guided tour basically. And then uh, Saturday Artist. after. Artist. At what time is it? Artist talk. It's at. Uh, it is at Four. five. No, no, no. I want. No, I, I've got to. I've got to pick up my kid from school. No, it's Saturday. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. So it's, it's at, at 5, five p.m. Okay, it's just has been. You know, just write it down. It has been decided. Five p.m. Saturday. The program is yes. No, no, yeah, the program is online. I will yeah. share that with you just after. It's good to see all of you because you've been around for a while yourselves. Yeah. Bunch of OGs. Uh, yeah, no, it's good to see you also, you know, it's really cool, especially at 9 a.m. like this in the morning, so, you especially. know, yeah. <laughs> I'm always surprised how old, <laughs> how old this whole space skews, you know, you, especially before, like, you, did you have this uh, fe feeling? Well, you're young, but I mean, I'm talking about Eleanor, <laughs> Eleanor's pretty young, but like, you, you would, you, I would, I would see our, uh, artists, I, I wouldn't see them, I'd know their work, and I'd hear them, and then you meet them, you're like, damn, you're old. <laughs> yeah, this is this was this was one of the major misconception of yeah. people about uh, crypto art. You know, uh, people thought there was a bunch of kids playing around with their computer. When you and see their PFPs, you assume they've got to be like yeah. twenty years old. Uh, and this was not the case. As no, you when say. the PFP costs fifty grand, you realize they're probably just, not just like years you. Old. <laughs> Every time I met a new artist that I, I've known for years, and I meet him or her uh, in real life, I'm surprised because it's not a kid. You know, I said to my, I said to Julia the other day, I said. Uh, did you know Benoit's birthday was the other day? Did you know he's younger than I am? And she goes, and I thought she was going to be like, what? She goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. But, you know, I look up. I 51, 51, you know, that's. Uh, yeah. Okay, nice. I'm, uh, I'm 30, so I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Are you really? No. Never oh, okay. see him, but well, you'll see him, uh, John. I mean, he's thirty. He's got a yeah. very boyish face. Nah, I'm forty-two. No gray hair. <laughs> I'm always the oldest one with these kids of the blockchain, but here at the table, I am the youngest. But but you know, I guess I guess there is the same um, uh, subject that we were discussing. The, those people with uh, our age and I would say forty, fifty, we have lived before this. You know, digital era. You know, and and we saw we saw this. You know, coming and 
and and and I think it 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 it, it is this is why we are very sensitive to to all those uh, blockchains and uh, you know, things, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it's interesting because. Uh, on the other hand, you know, on my, you know, I discovered a lot of artists. You know, you see their name, and then when you see them, you say, "Oh, you're young." Yeah, <laughs> so it's happening oh, also. Yeah. You know, say, "Okay, you're not like, you know." And sometimes, you know, especially if they have like pseudonyms that are pretty like a, a first name, like you know, Pascal Boya, <laughs> or where you see, I don't know, Robert Alice or stuff like that. Say, oh, "Okay, it's an established person," and then you say, "Oh, you're young, though." Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a, but uh, no, yeah, I, I think you know. Did you know Pascal Boya is a 12-year-old girl? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Claire Silver is a big guy. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's that's uh, no, that's really cool to have you. You know, just you know, to give you the key information, you just come tomorrow at six thirty at the NFT factory. So you will see, you will talk, you will discover. If you don't know, uh, you know, all the people there and Eleonora and Kevin and Benoit and you know, thank you. Also, I just say hi to also people from Artpool who are there. You know, and I say Artpool, but it's. Uh, 100 collectors club uh, so uh, Pauline and co and so yeah you know just come tomorrow you will really uh, I think I think you really enjoy it you know I'm just no I see just half of the exhibition it, it's such a fancy audience too they're a good-looking very fancy crowd here like you know, <laughs> you know if you have been around you know it's always fancy yeah you know, exactly fancy exhibition fancy people and so uh, so that's really cool and yeah just what I would just would say, yeah, see you tomorrow. Thank you for having us. Uh, thank you. Thank usual. you for coming. Good to see you. Yeah, no, good to see you. And jo for everybody, you know, just to let you know what's going to happen at the NFT morning tomorrow, we have a room. Tomorrow, Camille uh, will do his room uh, about art, generative art platforms. And so, yeah, I don't know exactly what he will talk about. And on Friday, we have people from La Poste. A French post. Oh, La Poste. Yeah, but the NFT, the first La French Poste stamp NFT one? that they launched. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. You know, tomorrow, 9 a.m., Friday, 9 a.m., and good morning. Good morning.